Proverbs, living wisdom. And all three words are important. First, Proverbs. We're going to be looking at the book of Proverbs. Second, the word living. It's about living wisdom. It's not about dead wisdom. It's not about putting wisdom in our head where we know it, we understand it, but we do nothing about it. It's about a life of wisdom, living out wisdom in our daily lives, at work, at home, with family, with friends, sometimes with people we've never met. God just puts them in our path. And third, the series is about wisdom. To live a life of wisdom is practical, concrete. It can be difficult at times, but it's wonderful. It's delightful. It's beautiful. And on the other hand, foolishness is something to avoid, to reject, to have no part of. And it's often brought into the conversation in sharp contrast to wisdom. So the series is called Proverbs, Living Wisdom. And the series is short. You could perhaps call it a mini-series. That's what they used to call things like that when I was young. Now I look at limited series, but I, I don't hope it's limited. It's four messages. It's in the month of, of August. Excuse me for a sec. So we can't, and we're not trying to cover the whole book. You can't get through Proverbs in four messages. Proverbs deals with so many topics, and wisdom is not a four-week event. Well, I studied Proverbs and I thought about wisdom for four weeks, so now I'm wiser beyond all word. No, that I'm, that's sounding like foolishness right there. S wisdom is something that's meant to be ongoing in our lives. For example, in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9, instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. So wisdom is ongoing. There's always room for growth. There's always the possibility, and there should always be the possibility of becoming wiser. Amen. Thank you. We're going to focus on four topics. So we're not going to try to tackle everything. Four topics. Speech, love, covering offense, fear of God. Marcel is going to preach on that one and diligence. And with each topic, we're going to look at verses in Proverbs. You can guess from today that it's about speech. We read verses on speech. And then we're going to look at the life of Jesus. How did Jesus exemplify, embody, live out the wisdom that is presented in the book of Proverbs? And how can we do this as well? And there'll be more to say on what a proverb is and how it should be read. But let me start with an illustration using a Hawaiian word. Aloha. Got my Hawaiian shirt on. Had a great uh, 
vacation. And Oha is a greeting. So someone, you can meet someone for the first time and you can say to them, Aloha. And hopefully they say it back to you, Aloha. But Aloha is so much more than a greeting. It's about a way of a shared experience, shared values, including connection and respect. And a proverb, it's a statement about life, brief and memorable, often using poetic language. But proverbs are so much more than short, memorable statements because proverbs teach wisdom. Proverbs teach wisdom. They shed light on wisdom. We shouldn't read them as a grocery list, as a list of do's and don'ts. Do this, do that, do this, don't do this. They're not to be read like that. They offer something deeper. Wisdom. And the choice to live a life of wisdom, to pursue wisdom, affects every area of our lives. The idea is not only to make wise decisions, but to embrace wisdom, to live a life that is wise, not foolish. We see wisdom portrayed as a lifestyle a way of living, something that is part of who we are, something that influences every decision that we make, every obstacle that we face. Wisdom is personified in Proverbs. Wisdom calls out to us. Proverbs 8, 10, and 11 read, Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. That's pretty strong language. Nothing that you could desire can compare with wisdom. Keep in mind that the beginning of it is fear of the Lord, so that's all part of it. But it is extremely valuable. Wisdom is worth pursuing at all costs. Let's take a look at the topic of speech today. I was thinking when I was preparing for this that it's very important that I not talk for too long about this topic because <laughs> that's part of it. You want to have choice, apt words and not go on and on and on and lose someone. So the title of this message is Speaking with Grace, Not Haste. Speaking with Grace, Not Haste. Gracious honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. Proverbs 16, 24. Have you ever had a rough day, or maybe a bunch of rough days, 
And in the middle of it all, someone says something at the right time, in the right way. It's healing. It's refreshing. It's life-giving. You know you're not alone. Gracious words are powerful. Words can hurt, but words can heal. Proverbs teaches us that there is wisdom in how and when we speak. And speech is talked about a lot in Proverbs. And in reading through Proverbs to prepare for this series, I noted about 60 times where speech is mentioned. It's not an exact count. Don't hold me to the number. And the number is not important. I'm just mentioning it to show that speech isn't talked about like five times or 10 or even 20, 30 times. No, it's more than that. It's a lot. Many times. It's a repeated topic. And when something is repeated, it's important. It matters how we talk to each other. It matters what I say, when I say it, how I say it, my heart's intent, my willingness to listen first and listen well. It matters. And through the leading and the empowering of the Holy Spirit, as we participate in a community that values wise speech, that uses wisdom when speaking, that uses wisdom when not speaking, I believe we will impact not only each other, but those around us. And I see evidence of this already. I could share many stories of emails people have sent, things people have said that have been gracious and encouraging to me personally and lifted me up. So we are doing this. So I encourage us, keep going. Keep growing. Speak with grace, not haste. Grace, not haste. What is this not haste part? Haste, hurry, don't hurry. Proverbs speaks to the wisdom of listening first. Listening before speaking. I relate. This can be tough sometimes. This is not my natural human inclination to listen first. I have to be honest. But the way of wisdom calls us to listen first. Listen before speaking. Not being in a hurry to speak. And certainly there are exceptions. We can talk about that more probably next week. But generally speaking... Listening before speaking is wise. Often the proverb is really blunt, direct. For example, Proverbs 18.13, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. And Proverbs 29.20, do you see someone who speaks 
in haste. There is more hope for a fool than for them. Ouch! Those are strong words, but they're true. They challenge me to slow down before speaking, to seek to understand the other's perspective, to show empathy, kindness, humility, grace. In the New Testament, we read in James 1, 19 and 20, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Yes, there are times and places to speak, to speak up, to have a voice, but let us do this with wisdom, with discernment, with compassion. Proverbs 15:23, a person finds joy in giving an apt reply. How good is a timely word, a timely word, a gracious word, a word not spoken quickly, rashly, hastily. Speak with grace, not haste. I'd like to tell you a story about three people. I made it up. You can tell by the names. You will be able to tell. Shout out to Pilgrim's Progress. This is a story about three people, and I'd like to tell you about their childhood and teen years, and then what happens when they transition to adult life. Their names are Last Word, Always Right, and Slow to Speak. Now, as a child, and especially as a teenager, Last Word was popular. Lots of friends always had something to say. Witty, humorous, life of people I hear even wanted to be like last word. They say, wow, I wish I was popular, confident, always knowing what to say, always having the last word. Always right. Also had a great childhood. They were in the center of every conversation. I mean, they were always right. And adults thought they were, oh, they're so cute, always right, oh, entertaining. Adults went along with it. And in high school, let me tell you, always right was champion of the debating team. Against always right. On the other hand, slow to speak had a very difficult childhood, a painful childhood. They were all children, all these mean jokes made fun of, meow, cat's got your tongue, stuff like that. It was bad. And the adults, the adults were just worried. They're like, slow to speak, must have these because they keep silent so much of the time. They were worried. Now what happened to these three as they became adults. Although popular in high school, last word gradually lost friend after friend 
until they had no friends. It seems that people got tired of someone who always needed to have the last word. And the same thing with always right. What started out as entertaining, bubbly, confident, now it just seemed arrogant and self-centered. And no one wanted to be around always right. What about slow to speak? As an adult, slow to speak developed a number of close, meaningful friendships and was a help to everyone that they met. Slow to speak was the kind of person you could count on in the good, the bad, the ugly, a faithful friend who would intently and genuinely listen, who would empathize, who would walk with you, who would speak clearly and compassionately at the right time with the right words. I've heard that many, myself included, admired and wanted to be like, slow to speak. Speak with grace, not haste. Grace, not haste. Jesus spoke with grace. He wasn't in a rush. He would listen. Yes, Jesus spoke to the crowds, but he had time for the individual. Jesus has time for you. Jesus speaks with grace, not haste. Jesus took time for children. He gave a timely word. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. That's Matthew 19, 14. And we read in Luke 8, 40 to 48, how Jesus took the time to stop in the middle of a crowd that was pressing all around him and asked, who touched me? Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. And Jesus stopped. And the woman came forward. And Jesus listened to the woman's story. And then his words were, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Word of grace, not haste. Jesus spoke timely and powerful words to Peter and Andrew, fishermen on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus said, Come. Follow me, and I will send you out to fish 
for people. Matthew 4, 18 and 19. Jesus spoke with grace, not haste. Grace, not haste. Jesus spoke words that changed lives, words of truth, words of power, compassionate words, timely words. And Jesus speaks to us today with truth, with compassion, with power. Follow me. I am the way and the truth and the life. Follow me. Jesus sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He says, follow me. What will be our response?